Hey guys, this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the current elk hunting trip that we're actually still on. Uh, all of us are out here in New Mexico, myself, Jordan, Troy, Will, Brad, Will Walker, just kind of catching y'all up on the, the action we've been into, the stuff we've learned. And lastly, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, do us a big favor, head on over to iTunes, give us a rating and write us a review. So, hmm. <laughs> So you want to be an elk hunter, eh? Yeah. Hey, I've been paying attention to your podcast a lot. I know mm-hmm. you probably think I don't, but I, 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 you, you've done an incredible job with this and, and being able to come up with the concept and, and the things that you've done. And um, you've done an you've done an, an incredible job with this, and and you enjoy Thank it. You. That's what I like about it. You enjoy listening to you talk to people and the things that you say and and the questions you ask and the people that you have on. <laughs> Um, Thank you. Sometimes it's not all about the hunting and the fishing. It's, 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 it's. I mean, you're sitting down talking to people one on one. It's a personal thing. Yeah. That you, that you do. So I appreciate which, which your idea and your thought when this came about. And you're like, why don't we just do a podcast? You know, nobody yeah. thought of that. You did. So I'm, I'm proud for you, man. I'm I really, I really appreciate it's that. Been fun. I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of fun with it. It's honestly, it's, it's one of my, it's, it's climbed on up there and one of my favorite things that I do. Mm-hmm do for primos well, it's, it's really enjoyable all i can say is jay leno better look out him and jimmy kimmel and all those guys you know <laughs> but seriously I, i've enjoyed it i really have it's it's um you know there's things that there's almost so much stuff now that you can listen to watch and do all this other stuff between youtube and all the other things that are mm-hmm. out there but something like this whether you ride in your truck or you know yeah. download it listen to half of it listen to another half that's kind of what i do so yeah i understand why well, really I really appreciate that. It, um, like I said, it, it's become very enjoyable, and I think it, I think it's served a good function. We get uh, a lot of messages. People either like sending us topics, stuff they want us to cover, or they mm-hmm. say that they've learned this or gotten this from it, or or you know, yeah. hey, I killed a deer because I heard certain something I heard well, that's a neat Troy thing say of, yeah. on one of the episodes. You know, that's a neat thing about this and the whole social media format is you're you're interacting with the people you're interacting mm-hmm. with your customers your friends your fans your everybody yep and who better to, to tell you what they want to hear than the people All right that's yeah, what we that's, do that's why we do what we do yeah and that's kind of how we built it and um to kind of like i guess it's, it's a good segue into it so to like the, the one of the other things the beauty of it that makes it what it is is it's so current you know whereas this one today is monday september 23 third at 4 30 in the morning 4 30 in the morning this one will be out <laughs> today and just i'm just being completely honest uh like i knew we had to record an episode but you know how it gets out here i didn't realize oh. tomorrow i didn't realize today was monday we were eating supper last night i was like ooh, i gotta do it monday. <laughs> monday so to frame this up for y'all um troy and i are sitting in the little living room area i guess you would call it uh, the adobe of our, house of, of the adobe house our our elk camp and we have been elk hunting every day since golly how long have we been out here we started hunting on the 14th right we got here on the left on the 12th got here on the 13th and started on the 14th it's been a um it's been a wild one it, it has been um Jordan was was up to bat first this year. Mm-hmm. Um, had never ever shot at an elk. Mm-hmm. Has filmed a bunch of them. Yep. And he was tuned in, dialed in, and ready to go. And 
the, the thing that we struggled with, it wasn't a struggle, but the thing that we always do when we come up here, usually we come sometimes two days ahead of time. Yep. And the beautiful thing about this place that we hunt here in New Mexico is we've been hunting it since 2004, so you kind of know the, the ranch well. Right. Um, and we went to the usual places to look for elk and come to find out they were not there. No. Um, and and they, weren't, they weren't in places where we usually go to when they're not there. Yeah. And it, it got kind of uh-oh-ish at the very beginning because there's no water yeah um, the, the neat thing about this ranch that has changed and i think it's what's changing the elk hunting because we've been thinking about it for the last 10 days all of us mm -hmm. trying to figure out what this what that what this what that and brad made a, a, a good observation yesterday we know the water's changing mm -hmm. um, because sure. of rain yeah but the the bottom line is it's more um the true cattle farming operation on this ranch has changed with technology yeah um whereas windmills used to be the main source of creating water which which was the main source for hundreds of years in this part of the world yeah. in the west uh now it's it's um solar panels and pumps mm -hmm. which is more efficient more effective and gives them water a lot longer yeah and now there's water panels and little drinkers they call them mm -hmm. those tanks to me they look like look like one of the swimming pools i had when i was a kid that's kind yeah. of what we swim and if we wasn't swimming in there we were swimming in delacroix and Bayou when i was a kid but, <laughs> and then they strategically planted those in certain pastures of this this huge ranch and it's changed the way the elk do things yeah to, to a point. The water sources yeah but the one thing i did notice yesterday and brad brought it up to to attention when we were driving back from hunting yesterday afternoon along the main road if you look at the way they've done the fencing now the fencing is a lot more stable the barbed wire fencing mm -hmm. instead of having t-posts every 25 feet i think it is whatever they put them there's cedar post between all those which makes the fence higher and more sturdier right and we're thinking that those elk that used to come out of that very west end past dusty's house and all that stuff right, right. it's changed that and those elk aren't coming across there anymore. You think they won't willingly cross because of that fence? Because it's, it's so possible. high. Yeah, it's very possible. And it's a tight fence, a very well-built fence. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's changed that part of it to a point. I think the water's a big deal, a lot, lot less grass now. But yeah. when we found them, we found them. Yeah, we did, thankfully. Like I, said, I, I think what I would say, I learned it in a uh, – and it's something that in a in ecology class in Mississippi State, they said there's never just one factor. So if I had to guess, it's probably those multiple it's, factors it's a working bit together, yeah. like you were saying. I know, like, to y'all's point, y'all commenting, commenting on the, the other day about those those drinkers, like, for as far as, like, the practicality of it, like, I get the solar panels. As far as the pure aesthetics and looks of it yeah. i miss the windmills i do too <laughs> and the funny thing is like where i shot my bull there's a solar panel there yeah but the windmill's right behind it yep because of where the water table is and how yeah. they drill and you know the it's kind of it was kind of like kind of kind of set the picture for me it's kind of like the grandpa sitting on the porch watching the grandson go off and do his <laughs> thing you know the yeah. windmill sitting there not spinning and and we're sitting there looking over an elk that i killed and and to see that old windmill sitting there yeah. at the years of service that it gave, and now it's just done. You want to talk about your elk hunting now, or do you want to get no, to No, I it? want to finish on Jordan's. I yeah. think Jordan's. Because yeah. Jordan's we, get, we got to at least get to yours at some point. Well, mine's a little cool. It seems like every time you and I go elk hunting together, something happens a little bit crazy. It is unorthodox. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Let's go, let's go chronologically. But 
chronologically. We, we found the elk in a, in a place where they used to be. Yep. And when the farming practices, especially the cattle, I should say the cattle farming practices, change a little bit here, um, cattle and elk really don't get along super well, mm-hmm. depending on the numbers. Um, I have seen where the 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 more elk, the less cows. They kind of tend to eh, mingle a little bit when you got more cows and less elk, especially when everybody's in demand for water and mm-hmm. and grass. The elk tend to say, you know what, let's go somewhere else. And we found them in a place where there used to be elk on this ranch in the very early years that we hunted it. Um, places where we'd always take yeah. Jimmy as well, especially during gun season. Yeah. And we found them back there. And the very first morning out, we, goodness gracious, we got on some elk and got on them in a place where <clears throat> where we could work them. Yeah. And Jordan was hunting, you were filming him. And man, them, when it started, it was like, and I couldn't see what you guys were seeing, but to look at the numbers of big bulls on a year like we've had, dry as it was, big bulls that crossed in front of y'all through that little gap yeah. was absolutely incredible to, to see that number of 320-plus bulls. Yeah, I've never seen that. Not no. here. And, and this ranch is not known for 360, 370, 380 bulls. You mm-hmm. kill one or two every year, especially during gun season. We get on them during bow season, but – you know, our our mentality is, and the way I am as an elk hunter, the first, well, I've always been on that first come, first serve basis, depending <laughs> on how, how it goes. That's but, what I tell people. It's like turkey on the first hot goblin two-year-old. Yeah, pop them. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to disgrace a turkey. Nobody's going to pick one up and go, that's only a two-year-old. Anyway. Yeah. But um, some great encounters that, that first morning with Jordan and to to see the excitement in his eyes and mm-hmm. the fire that he had reminded me not, not that i lost my fire and i think our fire can be a little bit different mm-hmm. than, than what we do because it's not that we're just out there hunting there's so many factors yeah involved there's in a lot of doing. stuff happening oh my gosh between the cameras and you know you're worrying about this you're worrying about that audio is light right and the, the, the things that you have no control over you yeah. tend to worry about more and it, it got to the point to where to be able to see that fire in his eyes and the excitement that he had reminded me of my very first time when I went. Yeah. And that 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 makes you gonna want to get up the next morning, then the mm-hmm. next morning, then the next morning. So figuring out where those elk were was a big deal and, and knowing that Jordan had that bow in his hand, he was excited about <laughs> it. And then I'm, it's hard to remember back because heck, it's been ten days ago yeah. that we did that. And then when you're going all day in and out, oh, you know, it, it, it all like I said, I, I, it all runs together. Like I'm trying to like piece together in my head all what what all has occurred in the order that it happened. But well, in, in that afternoon, we uh, that afternoon we went back, uh, kind of in that area. But usually in the afternoons we tend to make it a little bit slower than we do in the mornings, right? Yep. Um, because you're dealing with elk that have been bedded up all through the middle of the day and, and they're not making a bunch of long treks especially back there where we hunt them they don't travel very far like mm-hmm. they used to in the yeah. front so that afternoon i think it was a, a little bit slower but yeah. not as not as effective as it was that morning but the the next morning holy smokes the primo surround view blind i feel like in the world we live in now the word game changer gets overused but i feel absolutely confident in saying that this blind is an absolute game changer it's changed the way that we hunt a hundred percent and now at primos.com you can get fifty dollars off 360 and 270 surround views you don't want to miss this deal head on over to primos.com now and check it out and then the next morning we um we decided to go up a drain to an, an old spot where 
actually I hunted last year and had an encounter. It's, this, mm-hmm. it's the same water hole that, which was I was kind of surprised that it had water in it, even though it's as big as it is. It's a little bit deeper than most of the tanks, as you would call them here. Right. And <laughs> we got, we started walking. We can hear elk, and we wind up finding a very small water hole that. In, tiny. In, in 15 years of hunting here, I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. Uh, just in the middle of nothing. And when we found it, the, the water looked like chocolate milk. And you can tell the elk had been in it. So all four of us just kind of looked at each other. And me, you, Brad, and Jordan were like, wind's good. Let's just sit here. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? Yeah. It, and we wasn't there, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. And we got one bugle in, and they were actually headed up a, a draw to bed. And got one bugling and here he comes and um i'm over there filming brad behind the the dam of this little pond yeah so i can't see what's going on but i can you, you can hear it and i can hear this bull coming and coming and coming and my first thought is he's going to walk in the water yeah well we I, thought he was going everybody to. does yeah but he probably had already just been there yeah and this bull walks up and I could see the tips of his rack coming, and I'm like, oh, Jordan's fixing to pop, not this thing. Cause yeah. Jordan's a good shot. Which is, I thought, the same thing. I'm yeah. like, okay, we're good. Yeah, we're you're done. sitting right behind him, and Lake's burning it up with his camera. I mean, it's just some of the – I told him when when he was done, I said, that that right there, whew, that's money whether – well, how to get play. straight to the point. It's money whether you kill him or you don't. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Jordan draws back, and he, he just burns his 30-yard pin on this elk side – but I got to back up a little bit because the night before, he was out here at camp shooting his bow. Yeah. And all archers, as we all are today, um, I can remember, we were talking about this yesterday, I can remember back in the day when, when compound bows were first coming on the screen. Mm-hmm. 35, 30, 35 yards, people were like, you shooting how far? Yeah. Seriously. And then about five years later, people were like, you shooting 40? Mm-hmm. You could shoot 40 yards? Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, Jordan was practicing at 70 yep. with a roll-up sight. Yeah, we've both got that. He shoots the same sight as me. It's the uh, pure gold 75. Yeah. yeah. And the reason we we started doing that I was – I think he had his on 75 when he shot his <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole reason we started doing that is uh, um, our buddy Levi Morgan told us to practice target shooting well beyond how far you'd shoot at an animal just because it makes you more consistent. Well – like you were saying, you know, Jordan was shooting out here at 70. That elk comes in, he stands there at 30 yards, and it all happens. You know, Jordan had gotten his ranges and everything. I think the edge of that water where he was standing, he told me he'd ranged it like at 32 yards. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going. we're all going through the motions. I, I can see in my peripherals that Jordan's gotten drawn back, elk turns broadside. And, you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. He kind of he kind of cow calls to stop, and elk stops. Thunk, and I just – see that arrow in my viewfinder just sail over that elk's back i, I was like oh no first thing you're thinking is what in the world well, happened well i thought i was like okay the nerves got the best of them because that happens sure, you know i've done it. The, i mean that happens and uh but then like as soon as i see jordan's kind of frantically looking around and i see him look at his sight and I see his jaw just kind of drop just kind of, and all of a sudden i see him unscrew that thing and start rolling his sight back up i said jordan what is it did you not roll your sight back? He said, no. <laughs> he had it left on like 70. The pin he used to shoot at that elk at 30 yards was like a yeah. like a, like a 70-yard yeah. pin. It was, 
And it's so cool to watch it go over him, and then it buries in the pine tree behind him. Right behind Which him. we didn't know till we came back and looked at the footage on the computer. Yeah. Because I guess we're kind of, we can, like, Jordan had a uh, poor guy. I mean, it ended up working out for him, obviously. But so mm -hmm. he had that miss, and he kind of had to, like, you know, pull himself together, which he's like, all right, obviously I know what happened. My sight wasn't set. Yeah. And then – uh, I think it was later on that day we had that bull come. Just it was around noon. We were coming back. We yeah. were walking back to the house. And we just, it was like, we just heard this lone bugle. And we were like, we, you know, like like to, like you were saying, we'd heard that. We were like, that's not what that herd that we've been on. Mm -hmm. You know, like, where is he? And he must have been all by himself. Yeah, he was. Because we Look. had no, no longer got set up. And you and Brad, whoever, let out the first cow call. And here he came. I mean, just like, I'm, like Jordan mm -hmm. hadn't even. I don't even know if he got an arrow knocked yet. I said, Jordan, I can see him. Like I, I see him coming up out of the bottom. Like he was on top of us, and uh, he couldn't get drawn quick enough. Elk standing there like at ten steps, <laughs> staring at us. And I was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> and that's one of the that's one of the, the struggles about doing what we do, and the way we always talk about doing it is you. You know, if 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 we were just hunting. And didn't have cameras and all the stuff that we got to get ready on a setup like that. Right. You know, the, the caller falls back 75, 80, 100 yards usually to start. Sometimes you start right there. But in that case, we knew he was close. So we right. had to drop back fast. Yeah. So you're, you're back there. You usually give about 30 to 40 seconds to let everybody get ready. And then you start calling because sometimes it happens just, I mean, even in turkey hunting, just if you're in the right place at the right time and you're in their mm -hmm. comfort zone, pow, they're yeah. right there. For sure. And then the elk comes walking by me and Lake. I mean, me and um. And then the elk comes walking by me and Brad. And you know, the first thing I'm looking for is a big red dot on the side somewhere, <laughs> hoping Jordan shot him. But he just walks by us bugling and starts eating. I'm like, well, hey guys, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys seen that cow I heard up here? <laughs> yeah. It was uh, but it it all you know we we kind of got back, went back to camp, regathered ourselves. Jordan made sure his sight was rolled up where it needed to be, and then. <laughs> It's funny how it happened, you know, because we were like, you know, before we kind of headed out for that afternoon, the conversation was, look, that water hole was obviously hot. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we had one kind of bad experience there, but there's elk going to be coming back there. We might as well try, you know, at least I think that's a Start good starting there. point. Absolutely, yeah. And Such uh, a secluded spot. I mean, yeah. even looking at it on an aerial map, you got to really look at it to find it on Google Earth. Mm -hmm. you got to open it up. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it it. it it's like, it's like it the was, needle in a haystack. And, and for where that that day, at least for where that herd was hanging out, that was like the most convenient spot for them to go. Mm -hmm. So it was like we got to at least try that again. And I'm glad we did. Yeah, I'm you glad know? we did too. We went and set up, and goodness gracious, we walked in there and kind of. I mean, you set up. Everything was kind of like we never left it. Yeah. You walked in there. The camera was in the same spot. You got in the same little blind. And everything was perfect. And Brad walked up to the pond dam or the dam of that little water hole and called one time. And he answered. Mm -hmm. Like, holy smokes, this might work again. Yeah. And, and it, it did. did work. Yeah. And this time Jordan's sight was set right. Well, let me ask you this. I wasn't sitting behind you on that one. But when when you sat down and you saw Jordan pick up his bow, did you kind of like look at his sight to make sure it was on 30? Five or six or 10, <laughs> 12 times. Jordan, check your bow. I was looking. I was just making sure. I was like, "All right, it's rolled up. All right, it's rolled up." Because I and look, to not to like, because mine's on down the line. When I was hunting, I, like I said, I got the same sight. I looked at my sight. I don't know how many times. I was like, okay, it's good. It's good. But you know good. that that incident right there will cause you, him, and us, and everybody else that uses that sight 
to to double check and double check mm-hmm. and double check that that situation right there because yeah. you get caught up in busy things shooting yeah. the bow the day before you, your phone rings or who knows what and you forget yeah. to put it down i have i have done that at the tar- at the target range oh for real yeah back behind the, the range we got behind the office i'd be shooting oh, at like that arrow that stuck up in the two by six exactly that's exactly what it is <laughs> i'll be shooting at like 60 or 70 yards and then i'm like oh, i'll shoot a group you know another round at 30 or 40 and be done i'll draw back to 40 and you know you're like oh okay didn't roll my, my adjuster <laughs> didn't roll when back you get on goldtip.com and order another dozen hours right <laughs> well so the next day comes about yeah and i'm up to bat um we had it scheduled a little bit different um on the on the beginning thoughts of coming to elk camp this year and it, it was mm-hmm. going to be you and jordan and then I can't remember how we had it, but yeah. we, we kind of swapped it around to where it was going to be me and Jordan first, and then we wanted Will and Brad to hunt together because Brad was going to hunt with his recurve, his recurve right. or as Wilbur would call it, his learning curve. <laughs> and uh, so I, I was lucky enough to be up second, and the, the first morning out, we, we kind of went back in that same area just to kind of see what was going on and see if we can get on some of those elk, and we did. We did. Uh, right off the bat, we actually got up with them when they were up on top kind of bedded yeah and you and i were up in the front and brad jordan were down in the back calling and videoing and the first setup um, we, we got on two bulls that were up on top together and we kind of took our time going in that morning it's real windy yeah and we we hunted in in a in a place i shouldn't say that we went to a place we didn't know about but we hunted in a place we've never been yeah. to which is usually where they bed when they're back yeah. there. and they hadn't been back there in the last 10 years yeah and got up in there, and it was like you and I both said the same thing when we got there. It's like, man, this is beautiful up here. Yeah. And the first thing we both thought was, man, it'd be fun to hunt turkeys right here. It was really cool yeah. uh, because, you know, like you said, not that – I mean, I always enjoy coming out here, but we kind of – you know, the elk being in a different spot than they usually are, it gave us the opportunity. Like I said, I've never set foot on – y'all yeah. have before. It's a diversity of but, this ranch. Yeah, but I never – I'd never been in there before. I was like, man, this yeah. is cool country. It's Some beautiful. parts of it you feel like you're in Arizona. Some parts of it you feel like you're in the high mountains of – Colorado. That's what that yeah. area felt yeah, like. It, it felt like you were in some high, like sure enough, high country stuff. Yeah, which I just, mean, we're like nine thousand something feet here, which is still pretty high, but it's high from where we come from. Yeah, very, very <laughs> high. But that country reminded me of like some of the places we go in Colorado. That's mm-hmm. like eleven. You know, it, it was really pretty different looking country. Big, huge pines and just you know the old dead logs laying around, which give you great places to set up. Mm-hmm. And that first setup, that's what we did, and you can tell that bull just wasn't. He was already in his bed, and he was just, mm, not coming. Yeah, he was like, I'll courtesy bugle at you, but y'all stay over here. I'm going to stay yeah. over here. And with the wind, the way it was blowing, we just decided, let's just work our way as close as we can get to him. And you get in their comfort zone, they'll come. Yeah. And we yeah. did. We got in this comfort zone and called up. It was two bulls. One of them was a younger bull. One was an old bull. We never did see the older bull. Uh, we did see the younger one. He came to about 80 yards and stood on a ridge and just looked over there and bugled and bugled and turned around and walked off. So we decided to drop down and, and make a loop on him, and we wound up calling him in, um, yeah. him and a smaller bull. I don't. Did you get that first? The, the first one that came running up right beside me on video. No. I don't remember. Uh uh-uh. uh He was, was so close. When I looked up, it was him and I eye to eye. I was yeah. like, "Holy crap, Blake, yeah. right here!" Well, I really didn't say "holy crap." I said something else. But um, <laughs> and so we kind of pawned it off. We didn't want to really bust up into the herd and kind of jack things up and we had been hunting in there for two mornings so we kind of left it go and we all came back to the house and decided to eat a little something and 
actually took us a little nap because the day before was very busy getting Jordan's bull out and all that stuff. Yeah. And then we all decided, Lake and I, actually Lake and I talked about it. I said, man, where y'all want to go tomorrow? Hmm. This afternoon is what I'm saying, not tomorrow. Right, yep. Lake and I talked about it, and we we decided that we would go back to McLemore Canyon, which is where we had the encounters with McLemore the bull, which yeah. is the bull I killed a couple of years ago. Yeah, crazy rack. Three years ago? Three years ago, yeah. yeah. I think so. Jason Harris had encounters with him first in that water hole. Yeah, I remember that footage. Yeah. So our thoughts were to go to that water hole, since those water holes we were hunting right there had water in them. We thought, surely McLemore's got water in it. Yeah. I mean, it's big. It's a big old water hole. I've never seen it dry. That's the first time in since I've been on this ranch since 2004, that it was it looked like something you'd see over in the Serengeti Desert or something. And Bone yeah, dry. I was expecting to see old crocodile laying out in there, like, come on in here for a little <laughs> swim, but nothing to it. So we kind of sat there and talked about that, and mm-hmm. you got you got to talk about the rest of it because you, you if it wouldn't be for you and Jordan being behind us, paying yeah. attention, me and Brad's just talking and walking, yeah. and we heard the elk, but. Kind, yeah. You kind of build the scenario and yeah, it, set the it, picture. I'll say, like we said earlier, it was one of the most unorthodox elk hunts I've ever participated in. And I mean that uh, I'm using unorthodox in the most positive, <laughs> funny way possible. Like so, yeah, anyhow, very, very ethically and legally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah very, it, was, it. It, it was just not how you usually see things unfold. Uh, so we get to that, you know, like we're standing there talking that water, talking to standing at that water hole talking about it and we heard one bull bugle further in the back of that canyon we were like eyes oh, way way in there um, which is where i shot my very first bull on this ranch way back in the back mm-hmm. okay yeah i know you, you always uh whenever we say mclemore canyon there's always like a little Ding. glean in your yeah. eye like y'all I like it. i said um, troy always has a like, troy's got a special spot well, in his an, heart it's for an incredible Macklemore canyon pinch point the way it lays the, mm-hmm. the, that whole canyon I'm not saying the elk can't go up and over the sides, but when when they come out of the big timber off the big mountain down to come out into the prairie flats, right? It it funnels them down. And yeah. You may not kill them, but it's a great place to take an inventory. Yeah. Of what's for coming sure. through there. Well, obviously it's it's a good spot per how that hunt turned out. But we so we leave that water hole. And we kind of start walking, and we're honestly we're walking through the middle of a wide open meadow mm-hmm. you know and we're not thinking anything about it because we haven't heard anything seen anything except for that bull way 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 off so we hear and at that time of afternoon wouldn't expect them to be out that early no uh-uh. it was, yeah sun was still high in the sky it was hot mm-hmm. honestly and um we're walking you and brad are probably 10 15 steps ahead of jordan and i jordan and i are walking with the cameras and i can remember i kind of I'm walking, and I kind of glance over at the far tree line, and I saw something catch my eye. And I remember, like, I mean, it all happened so quick, but I remember thinking, man, it, it, man what it would be wild if that was an elk. But I was like, no way it is. I keep walking. It catches me again, but this time it was like what it, the movement. There was like nothing else it could be. Yeah. Like as soon as I was a grizzly bear trying to tear that pine tree down. As <laughs> soon as I saw it, I went that's the elk antler rubbing a pine tree you know i mean one of like a little pine sapling like they do so i saw that and i and simultaneously my knees go to the ground and i start going and jordan must have seen it right about the same time because me and him start going like i'm going george going hey 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 (laughs) and y'all you and brad turn around and i think y'all thought we were joking at first you know, I think the well, early. the thing about it is you got to remember, I'm 53. Brad's fixing to turn 50. Brad's hard of hearing, and I can hardly hear. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. 
<laughs> so we end up like I remember y'all turn around looking at us. We're like, you know, just pointing like right there, right there. And in that situation, in the wide open like that, the first thing I'm thinking is, ah, they're just joking. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. And one, I'm like, I got to tell them to hit the dirt because. But at the same time, I'm like, this elk's gonna see us. I'm like, we're in the wide open. You know, like there's no way he doesn't. Yeah. But luckily, the out in the middle of that open meadow, there was a there's two pine trees. Yeah, two pine trees in that little uh, big drainage, you know. That goes to the Macklemore yeah. tank. And uh, we were able to kind of like, because the elk was, his body was facing away from us. I was looking at the back of his antlers as he's rubbing this tree. Mm-hmm. So we were able to kind of just all four of us just kind of shimmy and get that pine tree between us and him. And we're like, all right, what do we do? <laughs> it's amazing as, as hunters. And, and we're, we're all four of us are hunters. You know, you got two, two me and Brad seasons if you want to call it veterans a little bit older than you guys but you the mentality and the reaction that we all had at the same time was, yep. was to get down hide find something to get behind and let's make this all come together. yeah it was it, it, it you and i think a lot of that comes from just it's the same way i mean whether you video or not like we are if you have your those hunting buddies that you hunt with all the time you know you get to that point you're almost like in sync with one mm-hmm. another you kind of just know what yeah. to do yeah um but it all just kind of fell into place. Like I said, there was this big, uh, a coulee, as, as we'll call it, just a big, big drainage, you know, like a, yeah, or a when big the, washout. When the water used to come through here yeah, so fast. A big, big washout that ran through that meadow that we could kind of, like, you and I and Jordan kind of just kept easing towards keeping that tree between us mm-hmm. and the elk. And when we got down into that big washout, coulee, whatever you want to call it, it was deep enough that we could walk down in that and another, elk, another 100 yards, I think, yeah. we went. Yeah, like and that. the elk couldn't see us because it was so deep. You know, it yeah. was over our heads. You know, what that was it was kind of a catch-22, too, because once we got down there, we couldn't see the That's elk. Right. You know, <laughs> we didn't know where he was. But the plan was is us go down there, get to the edge of that thing where it ended, and that would put us about, what, about 200 uh-huh. from, from where he was rubbing that tree, and then Brad was going to keep the tree between him and the elk but start moving backwards so he could go to calling. And uh, we finally get – I kind of had to, like – get the trap out of the camera as high up as I could and be stretched yeah, my neck out. you filming upside down. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can see him. I can see him with the cam- you know, camera and I'm filming him. And um, Brad goes to call in. You're sitting on the edge of that uh, washout, just kind of like kind of peeking over yeah, the Yeah, just kind of looking. and Felt like a groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have looked like one of the elk. Like, oh, it's just a groundhog. Don't worry about that. Um but we started calling to him, and the elk, he didn't, you know, he didn't come blazing saddles in. And that was him that we were hearing from the beginning, because that time he, the first time he viewed it, it was like, just a little whistle. And I was yeah. like, was that him? Yeah. And when I looked at him with binoculars, it was him. I was like, God, he barely bugled. Yeah. It, it's funny, you know, because you, a lot of times even, you, you hear elk bugle, you just assume they do it at a consistent volume. So you hear a soft one, you think they're a long ways away, where mm-hmm. he was, 200 yards we were thinking he yeah. was like he's a quarter yeah. mile over exactly. there you know <laughs> up in the timber where they're supposed to be right and uh but brad finally got his attention and and he started easing but the sun was so high up in the sky he didn't he he, he kind of would look and he'd go back to rubbing he kind of would look and then when brad bugled at him he finally he was like okay what's going on mm-hmm. and he started coming but he he wanted to like stay in the shadows mm-hmm I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out the way to like frame how this all unfolded. Well, it was a ridge, so it makes sense. It was a yeah. ridge. There was a big ridge to our right that caused a a 
lengthy shadow right there. Right. And that's where he was. And, and then to our left was one of those tankers. And it's actually a pretty new one that they had dug in that, yeah. in that canyon because there's three big water holes in that canyon. Evidently, all three of them are empty um, because of the, the drought. And this drinker that's there, it's, I don't know how many gallons that thing is. And then it has a solar panel with it, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird to be looking out there and seeing the, again, the old um, windmill yeah. in the background and then seeing the new technology of today's way of keeping water for your cattle. Mm-hmm. But that that ridge to the bull's right, which would be to the west, yep. and the sun was setting to the west, was causing a shadow along that edge. Just right along the edge of that and Just like whitetails. How many times you see that home when we hunt early season whitetails? I've seen them come out in the food plot and run across the sunny side of the food plot and go right into the shady side. Yeah. Can't blame him. Or you. wait until the whole food plot gets in the shade and then they come out. Yeah, which out, is basically know? hunting deer in Mississippi. You mean when it gets dark. Dark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he starts wanting to, the way we set up and the way Brad set up Colin was to try to pull him across the meadow, mm-hmm. you know, cr- to cross the, the middle of the From meadow. From the west side of the meadow to the east. Right. Yeah. And that's where you were set up in that washout for him that you were trying to catch him as he came across that, that middle point in the meadow. Well, even though he's not coming fast, I'm coming and you're telling me, you know, it, you're like, you're going to have to tell me because you were, I the way you couldn't see him. And so I'm like, He's going right, you know. He's not wanting to. He's he's wanting to stay on that right edge. He's trying to hug the edge. My my thinking was he was going to want to walk around the other side of the drainage we were in and come around that way, which meant made him walk behind us. I was which like, is normally what they always do yeah. on that drain. And I'm like, that's not going to work for what you know what we're trying to do. And uh, for a while, you know, he would kind of you couldn't. It was like he wanted to stay on that edge, but then you you know I couldn't say all right, definite this, definite that. Well, finally. He was like, he started like a pretty consistent walk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Troy, he's hugging the edge, you know. And so at this point, I'm like, again, my neck is like craned up. I'm just trying to keep an eye on him because my camera is in such an awkward it's position. It's a hard way to video, too. It is. And uh, he's steady coming. And while I'm trying to film the elk, I'm also thinking, I'm like, man, how's this going to work? Because he's coming this way. Troy's over here. I don't know if Brad can see him, this, that, and the other. And then I catch something out of my peripherals. And I just something I just kind of snapped my head down, and there's Troy walking in the washout <laughs> to the, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> and at this point the elk's like a hundred yards in closing, and there's Troy with his bow, you know, crouched down, and I'm sure we uploaded that picture to Instagram to the story. Oh, did you? Yeah, that picture, because <laughs> uh, it looks it's so wild looking, but you know, it's one of those things, you know, like, and I, I gotta, I gotta like you get give you some props for it because like not many people would think to do that in just pure reaction yeah. you know but the way that washout happened troy could was able to drop back down in there and keep going to try to cut him off mm-hmm. if he came down on that side kind of split the difference yeah i, I knew if, if if i could get to that part no matter which way he went i was probably adding about 10 yards to my shot either way depending on where he went so i said if i could get over there if he does go to the left, I'm still good. If he goes to the right, I'm good. If he sees me, at least we tried. Yeah. And, and he did see me. Uh, he saw, he actually heard me the first time because yeah. all, all I could see was his rack and the top tips of his ears. Yeah. The first time he stopped, he heard me. And right when I saw that, he realized something was in there. I stopped. Yeah. And he got curious. Yeah. Because he couldn't see. He's yeah, like, it wasn't like down a, there? Yeah, it wasn't like a, even though I can remember thinking, <clears throat> even though it was kind of like, he kind of like snapped his head over there, like, what's over there? 
I was never really all that concerned. Like yeah. I didn't think he was gonna. And that's that's called reading and reading an animal's body language. Right. And you got it. I got it. everybody got it on that. It wasn't an alarm. It was a curiosity look. Right. It was like, oh, because if you remember down in that dirt in that little washout area, there it wasn't wet, but there was elk tracks everywhere. That looked like a bunch of elk had been playing in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's cool. I don't know. They may bed down in there at some point. Yeah, I don't know. And I think he figured something was down there. She's like, ah, what's yeah. that? Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, so, I mean, if you spook them bad, they'll wheel around and bolt. Ooh, and I never. Run, run off faster I, than a white tail. And I never, I was like, ah, I was like, I think we're good. You know, as long as mm-hmm. we, I mean, he, he could tell something was happening, but yeah, obviously it worked out. Yeah, it you worked know? out perfect. And he finally did see me Yeah, uh, on that last time. And he realized, ah, I'm, I'm this far, I'm this far committed. I'm going to go back to the left. Yeah. Instead of staying right, he went left. Yeah, and if he I still was trying to get to that yeah. calling. He yeah. just didn't. He's like, I'm not going to cut around that way. You know, if I would have stayed where I was, I would have shot him at about five feet. <laughs> but um, when he decided to to real when he realized that there was something in there, and and started that little trot off, that's when I stood up and drew all at the same time. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I was in the very bottom of the draw, and when I stood up and drew and looked through my peep. I was looking right at the other side of the bank, and I was like, well, that's not going to work. I'm going to send a punch to the bank. So I yeah. backed up about three steps up on the edge and stopped him, and luckily stopped him. I guessed it at 40 yards based on what I was ranging there because there was nothing yeah. in there to range. And the first time I set up, I ranged that one little pine tree to the far side, and it was 60. So I figured if he comes here in between here, at least it's got to be 30. Yeah. So I said, if he comes halfway, I got him. And, um, man, lucky. Jeez. If it wouldn't be if you watch the footage and, and you hear the air, it's like pew boom. Yeah. At forty yards. And I can remember back in the day at forty yards it was like pew boom. <laughs> yeah. There's like boom pop. And being able to see that bull wheel and run back to exactly where he came from and to fall dead center of the trail that goes to that old windmill. Yeah. And and watch him fall on video with your naked eyes is I I've seen a lot of elk shot over the years gun and bow and, and i can honestly tell you that i'm going to say a huge percent of them that are shot with a bow you watch fall over dead number one because they don't know what happened and they don't understand what just happened yeah. they just heard something and felt something whereas with a gun they hear the big bang um it, it's that that feeling of accomplishment for as a hunter is can at times get overwhelming but also soothing and then when you know that everything you just did with a whole group of guys mm-hmm. and it's a team i even made the comment in there i said you know it's it's a team that we pulled that off everybody knew exactly what they had to do yeah. at, at exactly what time and it's just like you know people say well the only reason the patriots keep winning the super bowl is because they got a lot of money you know, they got a lot of money to buy a real good team um and, and they got a good quarterback a good front line a good defense and they win in the super bowl and as far as i'm concerned on that hunt right there we won the super bowl we do on every hunt yeah but that hunt right there was like we were in a huddle when we saw the bull, and then everybody just said, all right, one, two, three, break, yeah. and everybody do their job. Yeah. It, and that's the way it worked. It reminded me a lot of uh, that hunt last September when Brad shot that bull that had that really bad limp because mm-hmm. he bugled and, like, yeah, we, we were just, sitting down eating, getting a water break or something, and all of a sudden he rips a bugle off, and it's like – He's like 100 yards or less, and no one said a word to each other. We all just started moving. Like we all just, we yeah. all just knew what to do, and yeah. that's kind of how this one happened. You know, like yep. we're walking across the field, hopefully to find an elk. Next thing you know, we see an elk up under a tree, and then all of a sudden we're in the game, thrown into it, and everyone just starts going. The amazing yeah. thing for me on that one is, is after I look back at the footage when I was in here that night taking notes, 
I didn't, you know, normally we always, you good, you good? And I was so far from you, I couldn't hear you, but you could hear me. And I didn't even ask you if you were good, if you were on him. I knew that if he's not on him, he's going to holler out. be hollering, no. (laughs) So I just drew back, and and it took me forever to shoot him because I couldn't get my pin to settle, number one, because of the wind. Yeah. And number two, I, I didn't have a really good stance. But anyway, knowing that I didn't hear that that fame no from you was yeah. like we're good to go. Yeah. Well, here's one thing because like that we can pull out as far as like things to learn. Like how many times have you seen not not exactly that kind of situation, but a situation where a bull comes in, uh, they get in bow range, they catch somebody drawing, they see the gigs up, whatever, and they kind of booger or mm-hmm. kind of do it, you know, even if they're not kind of doing what this bull was doing. He just decided he was going to that calling this way, and he kind of just started trotting. So mm-hmm. things start happening quicker than you anticipate them, you know, because everyone, the hope is that bull comes in there bugling and he gives you a shot and he never knows you're never there. Never knows you in the world. But if you get in that kind of situation where things start happening fast, a common mistake is you see people rush their shot. That's right. And so how, like – if you watch that footage when the show airs, you know, I mean, you, I mean, the bull stopped, like you stopped him and you probably took a good 15 seconds. Before yeah. Shot him. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, you know, and took you cause you, and who knows where that arrow would have been if you'd have gone, not had the pin where you wanted to, but yeah. you're thinking I got to get this arrow out and, yeah. you know, just pulled it anyway. Yeah. And you I taking your time, I mean, cause you 10 ringed him. Yeah. And he, that's, he actually kind of ducked into it too. I aimed a little bit. I put my forty right on the top of his heart, mm-hmm. and my twenty and thirty was, you know, pretty much dead center long. Right. Um, in in elk hunting, <clears throat> especially when you you have the 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 situation where you do have somebody calling for you, usually the elk doesn't know you or the hunter or as the hunter is even there. Right. He's going to that caller. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I always tell people, and it's something I told you on your first elk last year, I said, whenever you stop him, don't shoot as soon as you stop him. Yep. Take your time and make your shot count. I said, because normally when you go, mew, your brain and your hand tend to just, boom, just pull. And you yeah. wind up shooting who knows where. Um, the thing that I've learned is draw back, get settled, then stop them. Yep. Don't. Don't go mew, then draw back because when you go mew, he's looking right at you. Yep. Draw back, get your get your get all your stuff together. You know, if you know you're going to shoot him five yards past this pine tree, draw your bow back when he gets behind the pine tree or gets yep. behind something. If you have that availability. Right. To me, it's all about taking your time. It's just like shooting at a target. Take your time. Mm-hmm. If if that elk doesn't know you're there and you stop him. He's not going to bolt. He's going to mm-hmm. stop and try to figure it out a lot what of times. What is time. that? Yeah. And a lot of times you don't even have to mute. They'll see you draw. Yeah. You know, you draw your bow back and they go, huh? Is that a cow standing there? And they'll just stand there and look, try to figure it out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. They're the biggest animal over here. Yeah. And they're, like you said, at that point with the collar, they're not expecting you to no. be there. And so they're like, what was that? You know? Well, it's just like uh, later in, in the week uh, on another opportunity that Brad had with his, with his recurve. There was a bull that was coming in, and I was luckily filming that day, and, and we, we had an encounter with this bull. We didn't get a shot at him, but he was coming in, and he got to a point to where he locked up behind this tree, and I couldn't see him, and I knew Brad might be getting ready to shoot, so I moved my foot. And when I moved my foot, he stopped and made another step and tried to figure out where that was coming from, which gave me an opportunity to be able to get him on video right. before Brad shot, and Brad couldn't get a shot because it was a little bit too far. But it's those little things because – you do it enough and you understand it enough. His That bull's mind was thinking about Jordan and Wilbur 
100 yards past us. And when he heard it, he was just like, what was that? And never paid it no mind. Just enough to give us what we need. But right. anyway, being able to re- read those animals and understanding them and knowing what they could, when and what they're going to do, you can anticipate your shot. The key is just take your time yeah. and burn that pin in them, man. Yeah. Take your time. It, you, you've it, done it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, um, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it seems like a lot, but if you allow yourself to, like, just kind of, the, the situation always seems to, if you let it, seems like it's happening a lot faster than it actually is. It is. You got more time than you think you do. You do. So you just, like, sit back and breathe and, like, go through your motions. You know, you can make a good shot, you know, and then, like, one thing I actually did was when, uh, Especially, I did a lot more when I was getting ready for my first archery bulls. I was actually going to the range, and I'd have a cow call in my mouth because I didn't want. I'd, I remember you telling me that, and mm-hmm. so I would go. I'd be. I'd, I'd draw back. I'd go meow, and then I'd count to five. Then I'd shoot because yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to build a bad and habit. Then, and and, then, and and when you build that bad habit, as as an archer, that's one thing that's hard to break is bad habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, real true archer like Levi and folks like that that'll yeah. tell you bad habits are hard to break and they can look at somebody and see a bad habit in them mm-hmm. and go hmm that's gonna be a tough one to fix yeah yeah <laughs> but i got lucky and there he was a beautiful bull Oof. beautiful beautiful bull and then uh, what time is it Five forty-seven. what time do we have to leave uh we told wilbur we wasn't gonna leave till about seven thirty. Okay. which brad and will walker are leaving today yeah so we can um, we can cover we can cover what's happened yeah yeah i ain't yeah. i ain't in no hurry Oh. Wilbur can't leave until we leave. He don't know how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then after you killed yours, uh, it was Brad's turn to hunt. Mm-hmm. And that was, even for just filming and stuff, that was a completely different experience than I've ever had elk hunting. Slade came up with the idea, oh, Slade Reeves, who works at the office. And right. his idea was, let's let's do something a little different. Um, and over the years, you know, you as an editor and, and doing what we all do, even as a videographer, you get to the point to where you we think it can get at times repetitious yeah it get monotonous yeah, yeah and you you hunt in the same place over and over but it's not it, every hunt's different but to have the idea of hey hey why don't you guys go out there and maybe do some traditional traditional hunting yeah with a recurve and or a longbow and we thought about letting wilbur and brad do it but wilbur had some hand surgery and, yeah. and he tried but he just couldn't make it happen it's yeah. just too much pain in which we we can preface it with like it would be like a completely different ask if they told me to do that because mm-hmm. I've never shot a recurve, right. you know, other than like, like, hey, that looks cool. But Brad has shot a recurve before. He's mm-hmm. killed some whitetails, you know. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a – he never tried an elk, but yeah. it wasn't like he was unexperienced That's at right. it, you know. So it, it was it was very – it was within his wheelhouse for yeah. sure. And, you know, the, the first thing we all thought was, what's Matthew's going to think? What's yeah. the guys at Matthew's going to think? That's one of our sponsors. And, yeah. and, and we, we – out of respect called them and uh they were like man that would be awesome yeah that would be great because it's an archery business yeah. what, what better to do than to sit back and say let's let's see how it felt 75 years ago yeah or, or 50 years ago or 25 years ago uh to those that were out there trying to beat down the the rigors of of this kind of country to kill an elk with a stick and a string yeah Imagine what it was like for the Indians. Now right. we know how tough it could be. Like you know, it's all like all I did this week is I know those people back then were tough, mm-hmm. but golly, like I, I mean it's a and they didn't have a collar a hundred yards mm-hmm. behind them. No, it was most a, of them were spot and stalk. And and that to 
and not not only that, like you know, these days, whether you if even if you prefer to eat nothing but wild game, if something happens and you don't get it, it's not like you're going to starve. You mm-hmm. have an option. Back then, no, when we those, can run yeah, to McDonald's or something. Yeah, back then when those people were doing that, you don't bring something home you don't eat yeah. you know so it, it, it was a yeah you walk in the door with a bow in your hand and you you your squaw looks at you like hmm, vegetarian yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's it made me think about it. I was like golly uh it, it, and in our, all in all our minds we, we we knew it would be a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. but knowing the ranch like we know it hunting like we hunt with with the style that we we hunt with knowing will was going to be back there calling and and we we thought, man, the number of encounters that we get on this ranch, surely it's not going to be that difficult. Yeah. Um, so we we like, yeah, and Brad was all over. It's like, yeah, man, he practiced all summer and can shoot the crap out of that yeah. ball. And he he was like, he loved the, the challenge of it. He was mm-hmm. like, he, he loved the opportunity. He sure. was excited. We all were excited yeah, about we were. it. Something different. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you the day that it like really, like, because I knew I was like, all right, this is going to be different. But I didn't know how different until our first afternoon with him. Yeah, I didn't go with y'all the first two days. Yeah, we went and sat that water hole because we figured, you know, like probably our best chances with these things is getting somewhere and kind of at a at an ambush point. Like, you know, like still call, but get somewhere mm-hmm. and then, you know, already know where your range is going to be, which because Brad said, I want 22, 23 yards in the end. That's my yeah. effective range. And, uh, this bull comes in beautiful bull i'm talking like absolutely beautiful bull comes in walks in the water starts drinking stands at 26 yards with his front leg back for five minutes and brad can't shoot which kudos to him he showed good discipline but even with his leg back the way it was with the compound it had been tough you had to wait yeah you could i think you could you could probably settle that pin like on the edge of his like right on that that crease still shooting a little far back yeah but i mean if he reacts right you're really jacked right but with the with his setup with that recurve no Mm -mm. no way he could and i was like okay this is going to be different because we didn't get that bull no arrows were flung we'd sat there and like he was probably honestly there for about five minutes yeah then the wind swirled and he was out of there and that was more or less the story of the next yeah, that's, however many days. That's kind of where it started. That's where it started. To, that's where your mind starts going. This ain't going to be as easy as we thought it's going to no. be. There's way, way, some of the factors that you throw out of the window by hunting with a compound are yardage. Um, basically yardage. Yeah, y- well, yardage and, and like the, um, you know, there's like a whole, I've been taught ever since i started you know filming and learn you know like there's a you try to wait when they're coming in you like pick a spot you see them coming like all right their head goes behind a bush there draw back you know go ahead and get your bow back you can't do that no no it's you it's, know it's draw back get to anchor point and let it fly yeah i mean like i was if you watch brad shoot at the target that we brought out here his whole routine t- takes about five seconds like mm-hmm. he picks a spot he focuses and then draw back fop, you know i mean it's, it's hand-eye coordination yeah i mean it's it's like, it's like a, throwing a baseball like and that five seconds routine is including the part where he's just picking his spot the actual yeah. like picking the bow up and shooting it's less than, i mean he's boom, i mean it, it just happens as an old school pitcher um in high school archery especially traditional archery is kind of one and the same with it it's it's truly anti hand-eye coordination yep. And it's it's about the same amount of time, like you said, about three to five seconds. You know, take take a picture. 
a pitcher standing on the mound, looks at the guy, he gives him the signals, he looks at the glove and knows right where to throw that ball. And by the time he winds up, throws the ball, it's about three seconds. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing in what Brad's doing. You know, see it, look at it, pick a spot, draw back, hit my anchor point, let it go. Let it happen. Yeah. It, 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 it was um, – and like I said, it was just a – testament how difficult that is and how different it is because like it's brad was very well prepared you know like so we y'all especially y'all know this place and it just we just could not get it to come together for whatever reason no, no he shot he didn't take that shot and then you guys moved further on down yeah. the ridge because y'all heard something out in the prairie bugling yeah and caught one up there and shot under him and shot under him yeah at 24 25 yards i guess i wasn't there you can't see it we're going to use it and i think it's a cool hunt because of the way it happens is after he shoots at the bull instead of the bull turning and running the other way the bull runs to y'all left and gets yeah. to about 30 yards and stops perfectly broad style yeah. and brad's just like there's no sense in trying and i'm not going to try a 30 yard shot yeah he wasn't like a 30 yard shot of an elk that wasn't keyed up and that elk was already oh, he was g waiting on yeah elk. he was like what's what's going on here you know there's they still want curious about that elk calling that's going on behind him but also what was that right there that just if threw something watch, at me and if you watch the footage of brad on that hunt mm -hmm. you you see him draw and he gets to anchor when he should let go but he doesn't have the shot mm -hmm. so he almost has to pause there for a second and you see him let down just a little bit and come back to anchor again and shoot. Yep. And I think that's where the, the, the mistake, and he even said it, he said, when I had to draw back again and go back to anchor, he said, I lost my focus. Yep. And yep. when you lose that focus, it's, be, it's like throwing a baseball with your eyes closed. Good luck at yeah. hitting what you're throwing at. Yeah, it was, uh, man, it was, it was a, like I said, these days all run together. But I think we, how long have we tried that? Five days, six Five days? Five days with Brad. Yeah, and then it just like and two, so we and just, two more encounters, two more encounters, and another and miss. Just couldn't get it to come together, it, and it was a humbling. He made experience. the comment yesterday on his last hunt on the way out. He said, "He said I've got a new perspective for how this works, as the way it is." And he says, "You know, I, I think about um, Fred Eichler." Yeah. He said, "Now I see why Fred Eichler shoots, you know, seventy-five inch white tails, or if you want to put a size limit to it." Or why he shoots, you know, a doe when it comes in, and it's, it's, when you're hunting with traditional equipment, if you're if you're actually hunting out there to be a hunter and you're hunting for meat and you enjoy the aspect and the challenge of traditional hunting, um, you better put the trophy aspect to the wayside yeah. and enjoy that part of it because yeah. it's, it's 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 tough. Yeah. All, all I can say is if you're if you're consistently you know, taking game with traditional equipment, more power to you. Ooh. Golly. And I, well, you, it, it changes the way you hunt, too. Yeah. You know, it, it, it takes it takes hanging the stand 60 yards off the trail to hanging the stand right over the trail. Yeah, you got to. Then, then you got to figure out my way in, my way out, the wind. There's so many more factors involved in yeah. being able to shoot like that. Mm -hmm. And there are people that can shoot those bows at 30, 40 yards, but i don't i'm not no. when i used to shoot it that's what i started shooting when i was growing up and you know 20 25 yards behind the house was a key and most of the times i was hitting the side of my mama's house at 25 yards <laughs> yeah this was, if i tried to shoot at an elk at five steps i'd probably hit him in the hoof with yeah. one of those things i ain't you know it's just not well not will, my game <laughs> will has trekked the um well y'all hunted a couple of days yeah and then um we decided to split up when Will Walker got here. Yeah, we kind of had to. Yeah, you we know, had we're, to. We were running out of days, season days, yeah. And, and we had several tags still in our pockets, so 
we decided to split up and had enough people to do it. So um, you, Will Walker, and Jordan went to um, the west side of the ranch, and we went to the, the north side of the ranch, me, Will, and Brad. Mm. And we still were trying to find the herd that we knew were somewhere. Yeah. We found some elk behind, which we call behind the house, which is a big piece of piece of the ranch yeah. and it's a long way in there but the which, west side of the ranch is a long way over yeah there. which like i said like to to like again frame that up like we say behind the house like yeah, it's, it's not still, like you're walking off the yeah. porch <laughs> yeah it's yeah. still it's a, i mean it's technically behind the house directionally but it's a ways yeah. back there uh and like you said we split up that day and uh i don't know it's just one of those days where found it's, them. Yeah, it's where the stars lined up you found them you found the rut ball it's kind of it reminds me of, and, and to put it to perspective for people that are listening, when you watch on television, you hear National Geographic, and you, and you see these underwater scenes of these big balls of fish, all together, and you got dolphins and sharks swimming around them, and they get them in a in a feeding ball. Yeah. You got seagulls up on top grabbing them, and you got mm -hmm. fish down at the bottom, and y'all found the elk like that. They yeah. were just in a big knot. Just yeah, big herd, and um, we had seen them. Luckily, we we got to a spot we could see them without spooking them you know it just kind of happened that way we're like oh there they are and they were when we saw all of them they were headed to the timber mm -hmm. you know we're like well this works out you know <laughs> like, go ahead and get up in those trees and we can you know kind of hike around kind of keep the kind of the edge of that kind of stay under the hill a little bit so we can stay concealed and then just kind of drop into those yeah. trees uh the way the wind was blowing we were able to kind of our plan was let them get into the trees and then kind of get to the top of that timber, just kind of work our way down with the wind in our face yeah. and just kind of just kind of get into them. And, uh, and one would think, too, finding that many elk, it would be easy, but actually it gets difficult. It can. Because you got – now you got cows, bulls, cash, you got everybody together, and so much is going on, it's hard to pull a bull you, off of You have to – yeah, you kind of have to, like – because I've, I've been in that kind of situation one other time. And like you said, you, you kind of, if you're not in the right spot, you kind of just blend into everything else that's mm -hmm. going on. You know, because like when they get in, like when they get in a big wad like that, there's so much craziness. Bulls, yeah, you're just another cow out exactly, there making noise. Exactly. There's bulls chasing. There's calves running around. There's cows running around mewing. They're like, if you just be another call, just mixed in with it. Mm -hmm. They're like, you don't even notice you. So you kind of have to, at some points you can kind of get, I guess more aggressive because you kind of have to like get in their zone. Yeah. But uh, as long as you got the wind right, you can you can get away with a lot more yeah. in that situation. So we, uh, Will Walker was hunting first. Jordan was filming, and um, when we got, you know, we snuck up to the edge of that timber, and we we're like, all right, we could we could hear them. We're like, we're gonna start easing toward them. I said, since I'm calling, I'm gonna stay about 40 yards back behind y'all. That way, when you get to a spot when you want it to you know set up and start trying mm -hmm. i can already just i've already be back there a little bit i'll just fall back another 40 50 yards be 90 ish yards back there and we can start trying to call one in and uh we just started edging that way just you know quietly as we could weren't in any rush because you know at that point you know especially when you find a big wad like that the last thing you want to do is go in there and blow them up because <laughs> you, you don't want to ruin you, that you mess up and find that lead cow yeah and they'll leave the place mm-hmm Especially as hard as that south wind was blowing, they'd wind up in Mississippi in about two days. <laughs> so uh, we start sitting, you know, we just kind of start easing through there, working our way towards the towards the noise. And uh, 
I'm just kind of keeping an eye on on Jordan and Will and uh, I just one of the things too um, trying to pick apart things that we did is we were you know at that it was probably ten ten thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and uh, we were you get in that timber there's just you know constant continuous little spots like sunlight shade sunlight shade sunlight shade and we were doing the very best we could to make our route to where we were staying in the shade the entire time because yeah. you know there's so it's many like walking eyes through in a there. maze it's exactly just like walking in a maze you kind of have to like chain it together best you can yeah. and if you have to bit walk through a, a sunny spot you pick like the smallest one possible and try to just jump back <laughs> into that shade you know you're just trying to stay hidden you know uh but it worked you know when we finally you know walker gets to a spot and you know like we're very very close to these elk but we've been like i said we've been just been inching just slowly and uh they get set up and um it was kind of one of those things he didn't even have to tell me which you know what bull he was trying to set up on because it was pretty obvious you know that one that was bugling as close as he was and so i see him you know i'm looking i'm kind of just easing back looking in my binoculars i kind of get to a spot where i want to be and finally i see jordan kind of look i don't think that's a key right there that nobody ever really thinks about sometimes i think what's that you're thinking as the caller you just need some calls and but you gotta have keep your binoculars with you all the time yeah i know we always talk about you can't see the hunter you can't see the hunter but as you're backing up you got to realize what's going on and use your ears and your eyes to tell where the bull's at exactly pulling where he needs to go exactly and um I'm kind of looking to make sure I'm like, all right, I'm lined up right with the way the wind is so I can pull this bull the right direction. And uh, I see Jordan turn around, and I don't think he could really, like, see me, but he knew I was back there. And so he kind of, like, just turns around and gives me, like, a, you know, thumbs up. So, like, hey, if you see this, go ahead and start. We're ready. And I I was looking at him, and so I was like, all right, cool. So I kind of get all my stuff. I get, and I just kind of start mewing, you know, just real soft and, kind of like you and brad do if, uh, if i'm gonna get aggressive i'll get there but i like kind of just kind of yeah, start yeah, it yeah so it's like just some soft cow calls we'll see what happens well i start first i don't think i had anything answer me the first time because i mean it was soft and like mm-hmm. like we said just kind of getting lost in it second time i just kind of a little bit more aggressive you know just louder and the bull answered me and i was like okay cool uh so you know wait a few seconds grabbed another call building that mental picture that's the coolest part about being a caller back there is you you're 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 envisioning what's going on up there because you can't see it yeah yeah you have to and then you know you kind of have to like i'm like what's the most realistic scenario i can be here you know so i can't just sit there and be like me 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 you know i mean that doesn't sound real so i probably waited about 15 seconds i did it again bull answered me again it's like all right we may be into something here and so i'm just kind of like walking around back there you know just kicking a few rocks trying to sound like something was moving around and um blow the call again i hear another bugle but and i realized like this bugle sounds significantly closer than the one we're set up on but i was like what in the world kind of bugle was that i mean it was the most odd sounding elk bugle <laughs> i've ever heard it's it's like he it's like his voice had gone out it's like he was hoarse and he couldn't hit the high note he'd go Bleh! <laughs> and i was like what was that that's called, you know that's for, for for you for you newcomers that's called the delayed elk bugle. <laughs> he, it was so odd but it was so close i was like what is you know what so i grabbed my binoculars and i look and all i see these antlers just coming you know like and they're kind of set behind this you know this big 
I think it was Big Cedar they were by. And he's kind of paralleling them where he's, you know, the other bull, I was going to call straight past him. You know, we're kind of in like a direct line. I'm trying yeah. to call him through him like we always do. Well, this one, you know, if if Will and Jordan are facing looking at 12, this elk is coming from three, mm-hmm. you know, but he's coming, he's doing right. He's coming right to left, so he's going to walk in front of him. But I'm worried the way I'm sitting. He's going to turn and walk straight exactly. at him. Exactly. Yeah. Either turn and walk straight at him and turn and kind of flank him where he's like right off the right shoulder. So I saw what was happening. So I just kind of like shot, you know, like kind of got on my hands and knees, stayed low and tried to crawl directly further. Well, I guess south would be the direction I was headed, but I was trying to get it to where he would want to keep walking from right yeah. to left, trying to pull him right in front of him. And it, I mean, it, it didn't exactly work, but it worked close enough because he did end up kind of turning in and flanking them. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of had to maneuver, but he was like at 10 steps, yeah. you know. And he was a gorgeous bull. Yeah, you'd never think that the, the sound that that bull was making would come out of that side of, size of an yeah, animal. Yeah, he did not match his bugle at all. <laughs> Just think about it. If you walked around all night long screaming yeah. all day long, and then by the end of that, it's like go to a football game. Go to a college football game and cheer your favorite team, and by the end of the day, you can't talk. You can't talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it all happened so quick, and, um, you know, I, I can still – because I was probably right at about 100 yards back, and I knew the elk had to be close, and that by the time I'd made that move to try to pull him, I could I could look back and kind of see the same area, but I couldn't see the elk. I couldn't yeah. see them. I didn't know what was going on, but I just kind of making a few more subtle cow calls, and I hear – you know, I could hear that arrow you know thump, yeah. and I was like, you know, I was like, son, yes. So I wait a few seconds. I can hear him then trying to stop him, you know, just me, me, me. So yeah. I, you know, I called a few more times, and I started edging back up there, and I'm edging just slowly. I'm looking, and finally I see Jordan. Jordan looked back and catches me, starts motioning me up, and they're That's a good feeling. You know, high five. It's a good feeling as the caller when you, you walk up to where you can see the guy, the, 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 the hunter and the cameraman if you're filming, and you see those two – talking together and not just sitting there looking at each other like what just yeah. happened well i could immediately smiles on both their face yeah. see smiles yeah. on both their faces it's like yes you know walker, uh, walker has a tendency to do that when he does this this hunt with us he comes in and it's like the first day it's like he sends a memo over here to the elk like he, he texts the elk he says i'll be in there tomorrow morning you guys be ready <laughs> you guys be acting right yeah, and i'm yeah. and i'm gonna i'm gonna kill one on the first morning mm-hmm. it's like the ice man first morning kill yeah. I'm like, what are you going to do for the next four days, Will? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just hang out. And call a little bit, do whatever <laughs> I need. Which, which happened, you know, we were sitting there and we're talking. And um, the herd, that whole herd, like I said, usually what you do, whether what whatever kind of herd you get into, if it's a lot of them, the, the, usually what we try to do is try to get right, you know, cl- close enough to them where you're in their comfort zone, but you don't want to, you're, you're like, hunting the fringes mm-hmm. of it you know you're pulling the bulls off the edge you can't really yeah. get in the middle you know if it's the only day you're going to be hunting then you can push the envelope yeah if you've exactly. got five or six days that you're hunting they're not going anywhere right um and so what had happened we hadn't doing the way we did it keeping the wind in our face like we did we really hadn't hurt anything you know, like so like when when he shot and that bull goes running back in there like i said there's already so many bulls and they're chasing cows and stuff they didn't really it didn't really alert them you know yeah. well they don't it, know what he come running in there it just for. yeah it just yeah. kind of blended in with everything else so the only thing that had happened is that herd had kind of moved down the mountain a little bit further and or moved you know moved down a little bit further and so walker's like hey Look, there goes will primo's walking by hey will <laughs> 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 so walker says hey 
you know this herd's still here you brought your bow along let's let's you know let's yeah. do you know you go grab your bow i've got my calls let's let's make this happen because he said he said i kind of want to leave mine lay you know a little bit anyway he said he's like i feel like it was good i just it's you know it's cool outside i just i don't i want to let them lay there which for a is while. a smart thing yeah absolutely especially when you're in a herd like that because the adrenaline that those bulls have going at that point in time and this point in time of the season um they get back in that herd whether it's a perfect shot and you you watch them go down but if you don't watch them go down just yeah. chill out they yeah. don't let them do what they got to do and so we said you know we'll give them an hour and if we haven't done anything by then we'll go back and we'll get them and then we'll keep hunting um so with you know we, we do ex- exactly that i you know swap around and again we did y'all mark a spot there you kind of know i mean well you, you know we did but uh walker also had a gps so he you know he left him a, a waypoint and we carried on our way god that's a smart thing to do yeah it is <laughs> it is because it, it everything amazing how we went from flaggers tape to gps yeah. huh? well you know in a place like that even though if you do know it very well it, it can all start looking the same absolutely you know you let the, you let a cloud cloud bait come over the sun and lose the sun and you don't know where you're at yeah uh and so we kind of fell back into the same process except this time walker was behind and then i was up there with jordan and we i mean same thing we're moving up 40 50 yards at a time just taking our sweet time because every you know you don't want to you don't want to mess this up and uh we probably made i think we made two or three different setups Mm -hmm. just and we just weren't in the zone you know we're close to elk but again if we were calling to a bull that was by himself one of those setups probably would have had a better chance of working but Mm -hmm. we weren't far enough in there they were they'd bugle at you but they just had too much other stuff going on they were staying with what what they had doing and so walker at one point i think it was the last setup we made before before the last one and um he was like i think if y'all just take your time do like you're doing just stay in those shadows he said try to push and get up in there you know he said just you know get get you know tight to him yeah and so off we go <laughs> jordan and i you know walking and staying in the shadows i mean and i got we got pretty close and i'll tell you how close we we came through we got to we're kind of on a little bit of a ridge and finally got to the part where it was sloping back down where i could see and i'm you know crouched down i get over there all of a sudden i stop and i you know throw my hand back till jordan to stop because i can see cows milling around but luckily you know we moved so they never they never saw me yeah. you know they were just still moving so i just i mean i was inching hands knees elbows just inching get to where i need to get jordan gets the camera up and the cows are down the ridge down the hill probably 100 150 you know something like that i can barely see them and uh give the signal for walker to start calling i'm enjoying this because i wasn't on that hunt yeah yeah good and uh, well immediately it, it, things just started it, it, it's amazing when you get in that zone yeah. that close to them yeah. it was kind of just like like walker's hunt like things started happening like that just boom 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 it's like going to your favorite band's concert and you're outside the arena listening the music's good but when you get inside the arena it's real good yeah, yeah. It, it was like just the intensity of the elk that were bugling at us because we'd gotten that much closer mm-hmm. they're like oh okay you know like it's like they're like we're gonna pay attention to this now which there was one bull that i could see i couldn't tell how big he was he's one of the bulls that bugled and he would look this way but he was with those cows that i could see i was like well, he's not gonna come you know he had like he was he had like 10 cows and you could just kind of see him just kind of tending to him you know mm-hmm. just kind of you know made his way through him and uh finally one elk 
rips a bugle off and I can't see him. He was behind a tree or something, but he was like 70 yards. I mean, all of a sudden just, and I'm like, Jordan, 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 Jordan. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing how they do that when they're in the herd like that. It's like, it's like they know they dis the distance they are away from that herd bull. And it's like, okay, now it's my turn. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. It's like he knew if, if he would have done that around big boy over there with yeah. his cows, he would have gotten handled, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, but that, but I said, Jordan, this one's going to do it. I said, it's got to be at, it's been like nine o'clock, just like straight off my left shoulder. And I just kind of cut my eyes down there and I can see him. Also, you know, I see him, he was raking a tree and he raked that tree a few times. And he looked up again, looked up the ridge to where Walker was calling from and just starts bugling. Here he comes walking up the hill. And, uh, I'm like, Jordan, you see him? Like, yeah. And, uh, the funny thing is, you know, and this is just a, a blessing the way it happened. You know, the first thing you do if you're archery hunting, you get in a place like that. You know, before things started happening, I was like snaking some ranges. I had my range mm-hmm. finder. I was like 30, 35, 37. That's 40. That tree right there, that's 26, you know. Let's see the way this elk is coming. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave this range finder in my pocket because if he keeps coming like that he's going to be at five steps you know <laughs> like this is nice uh so and he 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 starts coming and um the whole way up the ridge just looking and you can hear him just or you know bugling the whole way just everything you dream about yeah, you know yeah um intense and, epic and yeah, oh yeah it was incredible and this is one thing again I, and i didn't this isn't anything I invented. I learned this from filming guys like you and Brad and Will. I drew probably two minutes before I shot him because mm-hmm. he walked and his head went directly behind a big pine tree. And I, I didn't even think about it. I went, now. You yeah, know, I just it went becomes ahead. instinctive then. Yeah. yeah. I just went ahead and got it back. And um, he stood right there. And, I mean, I didn't intend to hold the bow back for that long he actually kind of stopped because we found out later like jordan had to shift the camera over a little bit because he couldn't see him right and he caught something you know going on but he you know we were so much in the shadows and will was calling back there he didn't really he just thinks he, it's that he thinks it's the cow he's yeah, looking for yeah, yeah well he just kind of he, he kind of he didn't he was like eh. but then he, he starts walking comes out behind the tree and jordan at one point i mean he's like at 15 steps jordan goes i got it but i couldn't I, I probably could have forced a shot, but he was quartering, quartering to me. To you. I remember seeing a and now. and I was like, the way he's coming, I just don't want to risk it. You know, I was like, there's no mm-hmm. point. You know, I said no, he's quartering. And um, luckily, he bugled. And he, I think he bugled then, but he, he, you know, he keeps walking, gets directly broadside in the wide open. I go, you got him, George. Says no. I'm like, ah. <laughs> 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 no. I got to hold, hold this thing I'm, back I'm, for I'm talking. Minute. Well, I mean, at this point too. I mean, there's it's it's a especially for archery hunter you got those pins sitting on an elk at yeah. you know top pin range the first you just all pins i call yeah. them all pins yeah uh well finally he inched up a little bit closer jordan said he had him and pulled through and um, you ain't gonna believe what's happening right now so will primo's daddy <laughs> will we call him will will walks in with a brand new pot of coffee and my coffee creamer and pours me some thank you will you can talk how you doing, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> the last time you stirred my coffee, you did it with a stick. And a duck blind. You put your finger in it, it's hot. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. 
Oh, I get a cup too. Me, look, you see, this oh, this is what I call elk you. camp, live elk camp, and we're sitting here doing a podcast, and Will walks in and brings us a cup of coffee. Oh, that's good coffee too. Hey, he's, I gotta take care of my pies. You know? <laughs> we're almost at the end of this thing anyway. You know why he brought me that coffee, huh? Why is that? Because I'm calling for him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you perform well. Exactly. You need energy. Exactly. Um, no, but it was. Um, you, 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 you. Most people say I ten ring him. You twelve ring that it, one. What, pop, poop. It was. Um, I, if anything, it was a blessing me having to hold my bow back that long because I actually had time to like. Because again, sometimes you know, a lot of times my adrenaline's pumping so fast, everything becomes yeah. muscle memory. And when you put yourself under stress like that, you tend to lose the shakes yeah. once you draw back. Yeah. Well in that instance like i can tell you like i can even remember when he was still facing me i went all right anchor you know know where he's at use the right pin all that stuff because yeah. i mean like even if you know you can still screw up a third you know 15 yard shot if you don't if you don't pay attention and so i you know but luckily 13 yards and he stood there for that long i was you know it, it worked out and he ran probably like 80 yards and then we could you know we heard him fall mm -hmm. you know heard and i was like Whew. <laughs> sometimes you don't hear a white tail fall but a lot of times when you 800 pounds hit the ground it tends yeah. to make a little bit of a crash yeah. and it was uh man there's no feeling like that and i didn't get y'all's text till like i think you shot that bull at i think it was like 12 30 yeah 12 30 and i didn't yeah. get your text till like four yeah because we were on the far north side of the ranch and so we started up coming up onto the, one of the higher points of this ranch and we got about halfway up and i felt whoop, whoop. yeah and it was Jordan calling me. Yeah. I pick up the phone. I go, Hello? Hey, man, where y'all at? Like, we're, well, we're, we're going to to the east side. Why? What's up? Well, we got two down. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> no, really, we got two down. Man, it's a rut ball going on. And we're eight miles from y'all, yeah. give or take, friends of the Crowfies. And Jordan says, y'all need to get over here. And we really wasn't in the in the elk. We were. We had a great encounter with a huge bull that morning. Yeah. And um, he just came being as old bulls do, came to the edge of the meadow, looked the situation over and skirted me and Brad. Mm -hmm. And Wilbur couldn't get far enough back because there was a huge rock cliff yeah. behind us. So the yeah. bull knew he should be able to see a cow. And Will got poor Will, he got so frustrated because he couldn't get far. He's trying to climb the rocks. He yeah. fell, busted his hand. <laughs> My gosh. But anyway, we, we made our way, y'all's way. And before we even got to y'all, the elk were between us and y'all. Yeah. And we were able to get in some that afternoon and had some encounters with some small bulls and once we realized where all the elk are, it was it was easy to figure out where we were going to spend the rest of the week. Yeah, which just kind of leaves us off where we are now, mm -hmm. where we're going here directly. Wilbur, Wilbur, yeah, Wilbur's usually the first man up to bat, but he he had it in his mind this week that he was going to come in, and he, he wanted to be a huge part of, of Brad's first recurve or traditional yeah. hunt. And, and what a – you know, Brad didn't kill one. But last night after we we got done eating and, and I was in here going through the footage and just thinking about it and, you know, if, if you, I don't know, it's called hunting. Um, you, you take how many people go to Disney World every year on vacation? And this is not a vacation. This is what we do for a living. But right. think about how many people go on vacation every year and what do you, what do you get out of a vacation or the mm -hmm. memories? and and the, the opportunity to say i want to go do that again and maybe do it a little different and that's what brad did on this week yeah. um, he's leaving today he's going to colorado to hunt with our good friend mike williams and spend some time with him help him kill a bull yeah. or have a chance to kill a bull him and his son kevin and 
Will Walker's leaving, and we got old Will Primo's left. So it's been a fun week. Oh my gosh, it's been, it's been a it's been a different week. I've learned a lot, and uh, I could sit here and talk about it more. But I got we, one thing I got to share. Okay, I'm in. Every week or every trip that we go on, especially out here, there's always something funny or fun funny that happens. Mm-hmm. And yesterday it was me, Will, Jordan, and Brad. And we hunted yesterday morning until about 11.45. And uh, the elk kind of quiet down. They bedded up. I and mean, we didn't want to really push into the herd when they get like that because right. you start dealing with a bunch of bedded cows and you don't know where they're at. And right. you, you startle a bedded cow. You can get in close like you did when the herd's moving. But when they're bedded and yeah. you try to sneak up on them, they, they think bear, coyote, whatever. So we decided to just kind of sit down and have our little lunch and chill out for a minute. And every time you sit down, the first thing Will does, he'll eat his sandwich and, you know, look around, drink some water. And then all of a sudden you look over there and he's curled up like a little teddy bear sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I told Brad, Brad, said, well, I'm going to lay down just for a minute and rest my eyes. I said, you know, as soon as you lay down, I said, a bull's going to walk up right there up that, that old road. He says, yeah, maybe. So they laid down. I, I bet you they were sleeping 15 minutes. And me and Jordan are just sitting there and Jordan's laying there. Jordan's been sick all week. And I look up and I see legs coming. <laughs> so I immediately grab my I immediately grab my picture camera. I was gonna take a picture of Jordan and the bull in the same frame. And I thought, no, wake Brad up and let's shoot the bull. He was a nice bull. He's a I think it was six by five. Yeah. So I tap Brad on his foot, just just as easy as I could. And Brad immediately opens one eye and looks at me. I said, get your bow. And he never he he I guess he could see the intensity in my face. I wasn't playing. Normally that would be a joke. Yeah. And his bow was hanging up on the tree, and the bull's at. 30 yards coming at us walking downhill brad gets his bull and when he when he grabbed his bow it cracked a little stick and the bull just kind of what was that and finally he turns broadside brad couldn't get a shot but it's funny the bull kind of tries to circle down we're in to see what we are and smells us and just kind of walks off and i pan to brad and brad gives me this look like oh that just happened and i pan over and there's wilbur Just out cold. Yeah. Never, Never knew what happened. happened. So that was kind of the, the highlight, fun part of the trip. That, that you'll, something you'll remember for a long, long time. Yeah, that's funny. Well, I got to go put boots on. The other thing that was funny this this week, uh, Wilbur has a Fitbit on his wrist. Yeah. So he's he's more into that, I think, than anything right now. It's like every time we stop, he's checking his Fitbit yeah. deal. Oh, yeah, other, I've heard. The other day we walked 92 floors. Yeah. We walked 11 miles. Mm-hmm. And and as you're going through his list, you get to the very last one and it says fell once. <laughs> <laughs> fell one time. <laughs> Golly. Well, we'll re- here's to hoping that maybe that Fitbit, that Fitbit today will say arrows released one. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I feel like yeah. we got a pretty good plan for this morning. We, we got two things we could do. One is we found um, an old pond that we knew was there. Um, and it's it's one of the only – there's no drinker. Or, or man-made water close by to there and it's 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 a place that in the last two and a half days we've heard and seen elk going and coming out of there so we feel like that's going to be our starting point this morning with will yeah. and and we'll just take it from there we'll work our way we'll hunt our way in and hunt our way out yeah. as we always say yeah so. i think we've got a good chance and yeah it's it, it's been a good week and like i said I, we sit here and talk about it more but we're to the point now we got to start getting starting to get ready so um Guys, I hope y'all have enjoyed it. Uh, and like I said, this is about as current a one as you can as you could possibly have. This yeah. podcast will go live in about an hour, and we'll be hunting by that point. When's the <laughs> last time you did a podcast and Will walked in and poured you a cup of coffee? 
First time. First time. <laughs> yeah. So, anyhow, guys, I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. We're done. we got to get to hunting. Uh, hope you all are out there. If you're elk hunting, I hope you had some success. Uh, as always, if you have questions, uh, feel free to send them in, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you need to do. And as always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.